We ready to roll, Sam, man? I'm ready. All right, we ready, we ready. It's about to get dirty. We've already heard that song a hundred times, just like that. Wait a minute, So, first and foremost, we shall address, I, I was stumbling across something, man, as I took my uh, morning shit this morning. <laughs> you know, your morning shit's the time where you, you uh, for me, I usually play on my cell phone until my legs go to sleep, and then I know, like, that's my limit. It's usually 15, 20 minutes, something like that, and <laughs> I, I, I try to keep up a little bit with what's going on, but, you know, I... I fall behind, man, because me and a couple of these guys that's been doing it for a while, man, we could give a shit less about all that drama and bullshit. But I know you guys like it, so hey, fuck it. I'm going to dive into it and talk about it. I always heard I could talk good, so I'm going to talk about this shit. <laughs> anyway, Michael Knight. For y'all that don't know Michael Knight, <clears throat> he basically started... Let me get this dip out. I got cotton mouth. <laughs> There we go. For those of you who don't know who Michael Knight is, he's this cowboy son of a bitch that kind of stumbled up onto the scene back in the 90s, late 90s. He <clears throat> he did kind of really take that country rap thing and just run with it. It was in an era where CDs and shit were really a big thing. So... He started this fleet. We'll, we'll start first of all. He bought one 18-passenger van, let's say. He puts a rap on it, makes it look like a really super famous artist, you know what I mean, as far as in these small-town people's eyes. He fills it up full of troubled youth that, you know, don't know really where they're going in life. And they get out at gas stations and basically sell shit at gas stations uh, the pitch I heard uh, I mean I've, I've talked to someone a couple of different people actually that uh, rode with Mike Knight and worked for Michael Knight um, I mean honestly they didn't have anything bad to say about him they said it was an experience they said it was crazy they seen people get fucked up on the road they seen people get threw off buses and things like that. He was a gangster. I was reading about it today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like they were saying people were, they were starving them and uh, they were having to sleep in the vans. Like they were wondering whenever they were getting paid when they were going to sleep somewhere and they never got to sleep anywhere, just in the, in the vans going around the country. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Sounds like a cold almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was some weird shit, man. And they, they were like, <clears throat> when I first encountered these guys, right, I'm I'm an aspiring artist myself when I first see them, so I'm blew away when I see the van. Just like that, I'm I'm locked and loaded. So this kid approached me. It kind of makes sense to what you said because he he looked poor. He smelled like fucking must. He uh, you could tell like he'd been up a couple days possibly. He just didn't really look like a clean person, you know what I'm saying? And he he came up to me and he said, "Hey man, 
I got this Michael Knight CD. Have you heard of him? And he had this whole little spiel he laid on me. I mean, he was selling it. I mean, that's, you know, and that's why I say I can't say anything bad with him as far as organizing people and making them work for him. Um, anyway, he, uh, they, they come up to me. They hit me with the pitch. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. I don't want to really buy the album. He says, well, how about this? I got this mixtape, man. He just cut a record with Jason Aldean. Named off like four or five like hot-ass country singers at the time. And I was like, damn, you know, like this dude is on fire. I don't even, you know, I knew the only other dude that had fucked with Aldean was Colt Ford at the time. And he was commercial as he could fucking be, you know. So we, I bought the CDs and he even hit me with this pitch, bro. He said, he said, man, you can either get one for five or I'll let you go and get two for ten. <laughs> wow that's a hell of a deal <laughs> yeah man it was a deal I couldn't pass up anyway I bought the CDs I put it in and basically it was a bunch of country records that like would play the song for a little while after the chorus it would then it would then fucking go into his little rap verses and I mean I'm just I told y'all I was gonna keep it real on here so I'm gonna keep it real like not a fan of his music um, never really you know heard anything out of him that impressed me much so let's fast forward you know upon meeting him then and <clears throat> getting started in country rap and like getting to know all these cats these especially the older cats you know um mike knight is got fucking i don't i don't even know he's got tour buses a whole fleet of vans a warehouse full of merch and CDs and shit he's selling. And, bro, I don't even think he's doing it off the strength of his name as a musician, you know? He's just a really good fucking hustler. Like, and a really, like, <laughs> he's got a whole militia built here of salesmen that have nothing to lose. They're out there working day and night for him because they get a cut off some money he's making. So they make all their money... Then all these vans pull up to like a Walmart or a central location. They fucking get out and they count up money. They do inventory on spot. <clears throat> and this is when I heard shit got real. I heard like if inventory was off and money was off, you'd get the shit beat out of you. So apparently each van has a captain driving the van. And then there might be like a co-captain or some shit like that. Their job is to oversee the sales staff of like three or four. They make sure that they're working, they're selling, they're keeping up with the money. So when they show back up, they check the bag. If anything's off, they then violate the person who <laughs> fucked them over. <laughs> Do you hear about the uh, uh, one of the drivers crashed into an old lady and she had to go to the hospital and all this crazy shit? Well, I mean, it's it's... Well, it was funny. I thought it was funny because the, the dude that was driving the van, he was some older guy, and he didn't even have a driver's license. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what, that's the shit. kind of organization. So on some, like, gangster-type shit, I give him the props of the year because he orchestrated, like, this hustle, and it wasn't built off music at all. I don't feel like it was. I mean, he would probably swear to you and get fighting mad about the fact that he is known for his music however i just don't see it i mean i've never heard a song that i felt like was hard i mean the views were probably there because i mean look at the guerrilla marketing this dude was doing i mean i've seen him in garden personally and for those of you who don't know garden is like 
population 1,000 people or some shit. I've seen them down there four or five times throughout my history of living there. And they have, I mean, they, they come back annually. They, they sell packages to stores. And I mean, I just think about it on the terms of like, damn, you know, how hard it is to sell CDs. And these dudes are just walking up and just blindly like, hey, check this dude out. And people are just doing it off impulse. So I give him props for that. But what I don't give him props for. All right. Upchurch. We talked to him last week. Everybody knows what's going on with Upchurch. He's that fucking dude right now. Would you agree, same man? I would agree. Exactly. He's the only dude really making any money in this shit. I'm, and I'm not knocking any other artists. I'm talking about really, really making that money. Everybody knows what it is when it comes to Upchurch. So it would only be right to try to attach yourself to him somehow, some way. It would only be smart for me to interview him. It would only be so smart for other artists to do songs with him. And it would damn sure be smart to have beef with him. Right? I think y'all could agree about that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, you know, we've seen several attempts at Upchurch about beef. But then you get this old fuck that makes a post. I shared it earlier, so... When y'all get off here, you can go check it out word for word. But from what I understand, he bashes up church in a couple of posts. And then he makes one and he says, country people um, can, I don't know what all he says, man. Where's the post at? Somebody tell me. He, he said that the child molestation was the worst out of white people or country people. He also said we were so scared of black people. This is the shit that's coming out of his mouth, right? Because rednecks are pussies, or cowards is the word he used. And I, you know, and <laughs> pussy and coward are two different words. And and country folks like myself understand that a coward is, <coughs> is a very strong word to say to another man. You know what I mean? Because that is bigger than will you fight or not. You know what I mean? That's bigger than everything else. That 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 coward is like means you're scared of life in general. That's how I perceive it anyway. So, Give me a read it off. Yeah, yeah, read that off. All right, this is what he said. He said, meth, you lames love... Oh, fuck. I'm you sorry. some... <laughs> you lames love you some toothless fucking communities. <laughs> Child molestation. Don't believe me? Look in any prison, sick fucks. Uh, I like this one. That's my favorite. Murdering your wife after some black dude sticks 10 feet of dick in your girl because you cowards won't do shit to none of the black dudes in your towns. They fuck all your chicks. You hear that? They fuck all your chicks. Can't let them do that. <laughs> and you redneck punks won't do shit about it. What do y'all have to say about that? And he said, that's why most of my friends are black because rednecks are cowards. What? All right. He immediately turns around and tries to hit y'all with the whole, my account was hacked. All right. First and foremost, I just stated how he built a million dollar empire, five million dollar, whatever it was worth, off of his wit, his street tactics, his, his manipulation tactics and all that. So... I hope everybody that read into that shit realized that that's another manipulation tactic, right? Like, you put that out there, 
And then you say, somebody hacked my account because he knows the moment country folks read this shit that it was gonna just ignite when the negative tension comes and he he even put it alongside of Upchurch, right? He, he, he found a way to intertwine himself with the hottest rapper in the game. Then he makes this bogus case that someone hacks his account and puts out a bunch of malicious shit against country people and the number one country artist right now. Get out of here, bro. You are a fucking joke. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so now I shall rant about him. Michael Knight, um, I admire your hustle. I think that you are a hustler's hustler and you can show a motherfucker a thing or two. I've also heard stories about it, you and how Billy Badass you are. So, all respect for your gangster. However, as a musician, my friend, you are not competitive with what's going on now. Back in the day, I would give it to you. You had a niche. Nowadays, these cats have stepped their game up dramatically. You know, these cats, their songwriting and their production and everything is on this whole nother level that I don't feel like you are competitive to being an older cat step back <clears throat> and find you an artist to groom, push out. I think you probably got a few. I'm not going to name drop them or whatever, but I mean, I'm sure you got a few that you're trying to push. I think that's the role you play. Upchurch is got to ride as long as he wants to ride it in this business. So he won't acknowledge you simply based on the fact that he knows he's smart enough to realize that you're trying really hard to become something once again, you probably got an album coming out, probably got a video coming out. You probably got a show somewhere in Tennessee. You're probably just trying to put your name back out there in the ranks. And I know when you say it, when you hear this, <clears throat> you're going to think, who the fuck are you first and foremost? Well, hey, you know, think that way, brother. You can think however you want to think. But secondly, I know you're going to say, I'm a legend in this. I was just on TV again. You were on TV because of your hustle, because of what you did in them streets, not because of the musician side of you. Matter of fact, they didn't give one flying fuck about you being a musician. So, <clears throat> again, leave the music, music stuff to the musicians, and you just sit back and build a fucking Fortune 500 company. I think you're a CEO, bro. I don't know how savage you are and all that shit, but I'm going to tell you right now, that shit's not going to work for the long run. You can't go around busting people's heads the rest of your life and expecting to progress in life because nobody will fuck with you. And then you'll look around and you'll be like, fuck, I ran my whole fucking thing off fear and now nobody's afraid of me anymore. Do you prove yourself? Yeah, then ends up, what ends up happening? You're fucking gone. So anyway, enough about Mike Knight. All right? I fucking, <clears throat> I've seen him too much. Too many albums. All right? So now we've got a new wave of country rap coming through. You like it, Austin? Have you listened to any of the new shit? What new shit? Oh my God, he wasn't listening to me. <laughs> I was trying. To, I was trying to engage with our fans here. He's engaging. All right, there is a new wave of hip hop that is built off of these, basically these cats that were not too long ago just rapping. Is there anything wrong with that? No. I've talked about that before. I feel like 
these new cats are just expressing themselves a little bit more how they truly are. I do feel like at this point, I see it with my own eyes. There are now rednecks that are running around, but they still are kind of street cats, you know. They they directly associate themselves with that because it's all that outlaw kind of personality <clears throat> that goes either side of the fence, you know. If you're an inner city kid and grew up in a rough neighborhood, you know, you got this certain demeanor about yourself as well as if you're a country dude. You grew up poor. You had to kind of fend for yourself. So you got this same kind of demeanor and you, it comes across as that same kind of, like somebody's trying to reach for one way or the other. But the reality of it is there are people like that. There are country people that have hip hop embedded in them. Why? Not because of a cultural thing. It's just in you. You got a story. You want to tell it. That's what music is, right? That's what the blues was, what rock began with. That's what all this shit was. And that's what people are doing now. So with that being said, I been I talked yesterday on the phone with uh Big Murph. I met this cat, uh <clears throat> let's see. I was in Arkansas at a show. It was the last show I've done in a while, so it was Moxon Creek, Catfish Cooley, Charlie Ford. There's a bunch of people there for the weekend. And uh, I got to see Murph. <clears throat> now, he did a, like, two-and-a-half-hour fucking set, I'm not going to lie. And, I mean, when I say the energy he possesses as a rapper, even being a big dude, he's coming with it, bro. He is chopping the whole time, and he's bouncing, and they're hanging off the stages. And I go after them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I go after them, and I'm like, bro, I hadn't done a show in six months. I don't even know if how this is even going to go. I'd only got like a day or two to rehearse, stuff like that. So, I mean, anyway, it turns out good. But I, as I sat back and I watched and I listened, and on the way home, I completely locked into his music, you know, and I really like studied it. And I can say for the most part, <clears throat> when I listened to his music, it was like, it wasn't like I was listening to country rap it wasn't like I was listening to trap rap it wasn't like I was listening it was like I was listening to him as an artist he sings a little bit he kind of he does different little wangs on his voices he just does whatever the hell he wants to do and and that's what it's all about I mean <clears throat> I really honestly feel like bro Little Wayne is the one that opened the door for all that shit back in the day I mean it might have been before him but like Lil Wayne was the you know the dude that made people feel like you can do whatever the hell you want to. Is anybody trying to join in? Who wants to join in, man? Swamp Pop. Yeah, I like that, man. Derek Heyman, what's up, brother? Address the comments. All right. Yeah, Shook Knight, yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, I kind of like where it's going. And it, and let me get, if you don't want to be that kind of rapper, then just make your own kind of music. You may be not that country. You might be more like on the hipster side of things. And I mean, look at Austin. I mean, I, I linked up with Austin. Austin is no country shit whatsoever in him. No. <laughs> not at all. I mean, he, uh, he, you know, he drives a tricked out Honda Civic with bags and shit on it or whatever. He's 
You know, he's a city boy through and through. He lives up here in the middle of fucking Little Rock. And, but the reason why I fuck with a dude like him is he's got a vision. Like, he he, he makes his own kind of little music. He does his own kind of thing. And he's not like, he doesn't try to categorize himself. So, you know, I like those kind of artists like Murph that are stepping outside the box and just being whoever the fuck they are. And they're not trying to conform. Uh, I'll be the first to admit the beginning of country rap, we were definitely trying to conform. They're going to, people are going to swear to you. No, that's me. That's how I am every day, man. I get up and go to work, put on my boots. Hey, I did too. I didn't put on fucking boots, but I put on my shoes and, and, and got to work every day. But we push the bar on that country shit. You know what I mean? Just the same way these trap rappers do. And these, you know, when I grew up in that whole gangster rap dope boy type era in music, <clears throat> you didn't see dope boys doing videos acting like regular people. Hell, they had a bunch of necklaces on, sitting in Bentleys, you know, whatever. So the polar opposite of that for country rap is us sitting in jacked up trucks with moonshine and talking about hunting and fishing and all that shit you know what I mean because that's the the, the we're, we're riding those stereotypes you know what I mean just like they do in rap music and shit it, it's 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 all entertainment so it's all well and good so entertain how you want to entertain but if you want to be a deep respected artist write shit like Murph and them up church <clears throat> I mean I'm not trying to miss anybody on purpose I just don't dive in to a whole lot of this newer stuff just strictly because there's not enough time in the day there's so many of them now and a lot of them are really good Arkansas's got a bunch of them uh Georgia's got a bunch of them jumping they're coming out of the woodworks everywhere from like fucking way up north all the way over to California <clears throat> and they're just they're, they're getting involved in this hybrid music with a country twist you know and, and hey that's a beautiful thing man I bet the, the Bubba Sparks and the Big Smoes and the Moxon Creeks and, you know, they, they sit back and they say, damn, look at this thing, you know. They, they probably get a little pissy because it's uh, it's been polluted, you know. It's been, it's been changed. It's been took a whole nother direction, but it's working. I mean, Upchurch is getting money. I mean, he's, he's I don't know, how old is Upchurch? Does anybody know? How old is Upchurch? How old is he? He's 26. 26. I'm his biggest fan. I should know that. <laughs> yep. 26. He's 26. Right. So 26 years old and you're solidified in life from your efforts as a musician, comedian, all those other titles, merchandise man, all that. So it's working. It, it, it's working. So the hard work that... <clears throat> those ground layers laid that are still active. I mean, Moxon Creek, they're still doing probably two to three dates every weekend. And they got, you know, and I know Jeff personally, knew him for a long time. He actually is the guy that taught me to the business inside and out and, and, and gave me the my, my card, my past, to where everywhere I went, people was like, oh, yeah, you're Jeff's boy, you know. <clears throat> so uh, even though we had some pollution in the past, like, that's my guy, you know, and I and I confide in him and I trust him. 
He's uh he's he's got a lot of wisdom about this shit. And he was around y'all remember y'all probably y'all need to do your homework here, people that are listening. There's a song called <clears throat> Hick Life. It's got at the time Jeff was with Bottleneck and they had a group called Double Wide. And then Big Smo was doing his thing. So that's the song, bro, that <clears throat> grabbed me and made me be like, I can really, you know, do this shit. So you, you listen to them people that are doing this, and this is this is whenever I'm getting into involved with it. So Upchurch is probably in fucking middle school at the time, <laughs> you know, and to where it's at now, and to know you did that, you know what I mean. So country rap is growing, and that's why I feel like they need somebody back here to keep it real about what's going on with it, keep you informed. Mike Manic, yeah, let's put Mike Manic on. Can you add him from there? I can't add from here. I gotta do it from there. Yeah, do it over there. That's that's my boy Mike. Mike, you still on there? Holler at me if you is. He's gonna request to join me. Yeah, just go over there to the thing. Well, Austin, we're gonna go live with Mike Manic. Me and Mike, man, we go back like four flats on a Cadillac. We traveled to Canada, and I rode in a cargo trailer. I give him shit about that every time I talk to him. All right, we're trying to figure out the kinks. Turn it upside right. You can just turn it right back. What is that? No, you gotta leave it like that. Mike, request to go live with us. Mike may not be on there no more. He was just a second ago. Yeah. Guest request. Here. Y'all stick with us now. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Mike. Damn it. Noah wants to be in your video. Who? Who is Noah? Who? Who is Noah? 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 Who? No, that's somebody without a, with a fake profile. No, sir. <laughs> He's probably not on there anymore. Oh, well. Working out the kinks, working out the kinks. Anyway, man, this podcast is called The Dirty Word. All right, you see we're filming it. We're dropping it on iTunes. We're getting it out there. Y'all make sure and go to, if you're a podcast kind of person, check this out. If you got a long drive in the morning, you get on a podcast, you watch it. It's entertaining. It's something to listen to. Music gets kind of old sometimes. You can listen to a podcast, get a little information. Put it back over there. I ain't worried about it. 
We ain't gonna wait. Yeah. We ain't gonna wait. Mike knows what it is. He probably got off here. <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. So anyway, man, we got... Uh, what about... We're gonna move forward from there. Um, when you tune in on iTunes, all that, all these little in betweens will be gone and everything. So, so anyway, back to the the modern day country rap. The shit's growing and growing. I'm proud of it, uh, and I, I know it's gonna stick around and be here for good. The phone just slipped, and it went a little sideways. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, I think. We're doomed as a society anyway with the youth coming up. So right now, these country rappers, they're not taking it too far out of contest. You just wait until you got somebody dyeing their hair like a rebel flag and wearing rebel flag grills. That shit's coming. Mark my words. Remember, I said it. Big Chuck said it on episode whatever, live on whatever. (laughs) These cats are going to, there's probably a kid right now listening going, that's it. I'm going to dye my hair like a rebel flag. And I'm gonna wear a rebel flag grill. See, I just, I just, I want my intellectual property too. When you blow up, because I can see that blowing up. But anyway, <clears throat> the uh, state that we're in, that shit's coming. So right now, you ought to enjoy the fact that we actually do have some younger dudes that are putting out some pretty good content, some good quality of music. Y'all tell me about some more rappers, man. I, I'm not real keen and into what's going on like tell me about somebody i need to check out like tag some rappers in this let me uh let me know who is like <clears throat> all right but i mean the thing is is like i don't think people they know that anything is gonna like grow and change and all that you know but it scares them because they see how bad air, the USA has fucked up everything, right? So you're gonna when you get this kid that's uh, got the rebel flag hair and the rebel flag teeth, and he's he's just jumping around doing this hibbity jibbity bullshit. Don't be mad because that's what's gonna happen. I'm telling you, you, heard it here. It's gonna happen. And it's going to happen pretty quick because now people realize that you can make money doing this shit. Austin, why haven't you became a country rapper yet? Because I'm a fucking city boy. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you can spin it and be like, I had woods in my backyard. (laughs) That's all it takes. You don't have to be... You don't have to be from the quote-unquote country... Yeah, man, when I was a kid, I went out and played in my backyard. That made me a country boy. Yeah. There was dirt and trees and shit. I chopped them down with my machete. I shot my BB gun and some birds in the trees. And then my mom got mad at me because she's city as fuck. Yeah, she didn't understand. She did not understand. I legit ate birds I shot in my backyard in the middle of Little Rock. You got a pass. Bro, I'm giving you your pass right now. You have got a pass. Probably have the bird flu or something now but well austin i mean all right so first the kids are eating fucking tide pods now they're sucking condoms through their noses yeah 
What is that what we're about to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming so. Um, I, I, I haven't looked into this shit that much because I don't really give a fuck about looking into this that much. I don't think that it's ever logical to snort a condom up your nose <laughs> so that you can pull it through your throat. Guess what? It's killed a couple kids, bro. Tide Pods killed a couple kids. Oh, Tide Pods? Oh, yeah. God bless. God rest You know, you're talking about pulling condoms down your fucking throat or eating Yeah, there's been, a, there's been detergent. some people. Look that up. There has been people that have suffocated, I think, and died. Death by condom. condom. <laughs> In those. Condom. Death by condom challenge. Let's see what we got here. Teen drowns while stuck inside. Con- I don't know what that is. Okay. okay condoms have killed people, in- <laughs> they, folks, by drowning. I, this may be a big conspiracy against condoms. I see the bigger picture here. They are starting their ploy against the use of condoms, just like gun control. Everybody, this is how it all starts. Schools get shot. It's the guns. Get the guns. People choke on condoms. It's the condoms. It's not the people that snort them. Come on, man. And this is the world we live in. So I bought my son and my daughter cell phones this past week. Uh, I, my daughter's eight. My son's 11. Didn't know if that was the best choice to do. Fuck it. I did it. Uh, they need them. They go to practices and things, and they're they're in after school. <laughs> That's what they're talking about. I remember hearing about that shit too. Yeah. So I never heard this shit. So, That's fucking hilarious, though. Yeah. So apparently, you fill a condom up full of water and stick your head in it, and it is drowned someone. <laughs> I mean, we're not laughing about people dying. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not funny. It's It's the fucking stupidity of mankind that's just driving me up a wall. I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand it. What the fuck is going on? My son, after I bought his cell phone, Austin, he lays in the floor. I get on his uh, videos because I'm snooping that shit every day. (laughs) I'm snooping it. I'm tracking it. How old is he? He's 11. He's 11. I started watching porn when I was about 11. Oh, I don't want to fucking hear that. No, <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that. I know, I know that's coming and I, I know that that's a very grotesque part of your life. It's a hard discussion to have with a 12 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have All right, that. Now, Junior, you didn't, you didn't be looking at them titties on the internet no more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how to handle that. However, he is. You know, he's he's not looking up nothing bad because I am checking him and he don't know. He's not, like, clever enough to know how to, like, get rid of history and shit, you know, on his, <laughs> on his you know, search know criteria. Yeah, that I know of. <laughs> but um, anyway, he lays, he's got a video where he lays in the floor with a big mouthful of water and he slowly releases it out of his mouth and it's called the drowning challenge. That's what he said. I Anyway. Well, I know where he gets his stupidity from. Shut the fuck up. All right, everybody. You want to see Sandman get his ass whooped on the show? <laughs> no, he's a, he's a very clever kid, very smart kid. He just is a prime example of what happens with the youth whenever they get those kind of things and toys and tools in their hand and they, 
they get this desire to want to be something that they're not. It's kind of like, man, in my day, Austin, and I, mm. in my, back in my day, you know, but I believe that we we lived by curiously through people like wrestlers and boxers and athletes more back then. We didn't have this big ass like social media platform to where people can watch. I mean, there's a guy, Austin, if you're familiar with him, I'm sure. Boom Gang. Yeah, Boom Gang. Yeah. All right. So this guy is famous for running into stores or barber shops or tattoo parlors, whatever the place is, receiving a service and then running out on his tab. And also is stealing shit out of stores, basically. Yeah, he's crazy. And he goes, he yells, boom, gang, whenever he leaves. And is viral. You got millions of people watching those stupid-ass videos and now thinking, I guess I can go fucking run into a store and steal something because boom, gang, did it. And these dumbasses are <laughs> putting it on live Facebook. Oh, yeah. That shit's so dumb. What is that? What? Oh, I thought you were looking. That was on the on the comment on there. Pornhub. <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, man. I mean, the world is crazy. It's gonna keep on getting crazier. But what we got to do, man, is we got to be able to keep it real with each other, man. Keep it real with ourselves. We we were just trying out everything. We just switched the location over, man. We're over here in the Heights. Of Little Rock right now. Uh, yep. We're in a very large mansion where we're set up at on the hill. Um, I broke, brought the Tesla out today. Uh, live right down the street from the Rockefellers. Yeah, the Rockefellers live up the road. Um, we're actually going by for a late dinner after we leave here. For, for tea time. Yeah, for tea time. For tea time. <laughs> yeah, tea, no, they, they brandy and cigars. Brand, yeah, that's more it's brandy and, Yeah, it's brandy yeah. and cigar time at the Rockefeller household. And we're going to go by there and visit. So uh, we're going to tune in next week where we'll actually have a guest on there. I'll announce it this Wednesday. The reason why I didn't run a guest tonight is because, again, we had a glitching problem. And I knew we were going to have a glitching problem because that's just how shit goes in my world. But, hey, we keep on moving forward. Anyway, man, this is The Dirty Word. I'm Big Chuck. This is Sandman. Tune in next week, bitch.